Today we're in part two of a series called iTunes. And what we're talking about through this series, iTunes, are some of our inner attitudes, the way we feel, the way we act, the way we think about certain things. And last week we started off in our first service by giving away an iPod. Anybody like to have an iPod? You can look in your program. That's not where that's not the way we're going to give it away today, and you'll find out how we're going to do that later. But you today you could get an iPod. In this series, we're looking at some things that Jesus had to say that were counter to the culture. Because Jesus Christ had some things to say that were revolutionary, things that were different than the religious teachings of the day. Jesus came on the scene talking about this religion that was a religion of the heart, a religion that comes from the inside out. And the religious people of that day thought that religion was something that came from the outside, get all the externals right, and then the inside was left alone. And Jesus came on the scene and his, his, his thoughts were revolutionary. They were alternative. That religion could actually be something that started on the inside. That it could be based on not rules, but on a relationship. A relationship with the creator of the universe. So when Jesus started teaching this stuff people were amazed that here's a prophet, a man clearly a prophet that's telling people to get things right on the inside and the outside then takes care of itself. If you're here for the first time today, thanks for coming. We appreciate you being here. I know there's probably some people here that have not yet made a decision to accept Christ and his forgiveness in your life, and in your heart. If you're one of those people, I want you to know, every time we plan a service, a sermon, songs, everything, we think about you. You are one of the primary reasons we exist as a church, is to help you come from not having a relationship with God to knowing what it means to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. You picked a great day to come because today I'm going to be talking about something that's core to Christianity, that was core to the teachings of Christ and still is today. Something that if you catch the vision of it, if you do it, if you get your mind around it and your heart around it and you begin to do this thing I'm going to talk about, your life, I promise, will change. Your life, I promise, will get better. If you grab hold of what I'm going to talk about today, everything we talk about at LifePoint comes from Scripture. And every week we do this, and we're going to always do this every week, we're going to hand out Bibles. If you don't have one with you today, if you forgot yours, here for the first time you don't have one, just indicate to one of the ushers coming down the aisle, and they'll give you a Bible. It's our gift to you. Just take it home. It's yours to keep. Back in 1990, the days before online trading, the days before 12-year-olds had cell phones, the days before cell phones rang in theaters and in church and at dinner tables, and the days before everybody had a computer in their house. 
Microsoft stock was trading at 62 cents a share. And since that time, that stock has increased over 43 times its original value. Which means that if you would have invested just $5,000 in 1990, if you were in college in 1990 like me, it's like $5,000, it might as well be $5 million. But if you would have invested $5,000 in 1990, you would have over $200,000 today. Wouldn't you like to have known that in 1990? I mean, there's some stocks that over the past 10 or 11 years have increased 2,600%. Over 2,000% increase. Wouldn't it be great to be able to travel back in time and lay your money there where you knew beyond any doubt that that was going to increase over 2,000%. Wouldn't you invest? If I said I've got an investment to tell you about, and I promise it's going to increase over 2,000%, how many of you would start writing checks? Of course you would. Well, today I'm going to talk about an investment that will give you a return 100% of the time. It'll give you a good return on your investment no matter how much or no matter how little you do or give. It's going to give a return. A return better than Microsoft. A return better than the hottest stock on the stock market. And that investment is you. Investing yourself and making yourself available to serve will always pay off. So now you might be thinking, great. It's that time again. He's going to do a sermon on serving. That's right. It is that time again. And I am going to do a sermon on serving because investing yourself is the best investment going. It's the best thing out there. It's always going to give a return. You're always going to see a difference when you invest yourself. The great thing about investing yourself is you already have yourself. You, and that was supposed to be funny. Okay, I'm going to say it again, and we can cut this part out of the tape so it sounds like everybody laughs, okay? The great thing about investing yourself is you already have yourself. That's perfect. You don't have to go out and get anything. You're already with you, right? You brought yourself here. So you've got everything you need now to invest yourself. You don't need any more in your bank account. You don't need any more than you already have right now, and that's you, to invest yourself. And we talk about service so much. Every few months, you're going to hear about service because we believe that it's the best thing going. If you just come here week after week after week and just sit there and enjoy, you are going to miss out on all that God has to offer. You are going to miss out on everything you could be enjoying. Our three core values at LifePoint are reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. Reaching up, we mean that, by that we mean that We reach up to God through worship. And not just for one hour on Sunday morning. Worship, we want to communicate to you, is all of life. It's everything. Worship, by definition, is giving attention to something greater. In this case, giving attention to God. And you can give attention to God 24 hours a day, 7 days a week with your life. And we're about that at LifePoint, helping you find ways and encouraging you to reach up and worship. 
all the time. Another thing we want to be about is reaching in. Meaning that if you're at church for the first time again, and you're giving church another try, or you've been going to church your entire life, we want to come alongside you in that journey and help you grow, help you go further than you could have gone otherwise, help you go past where you are right now. And we call that reaching in, encouraging each other, helping each other grow, helping each other learn, helping each other make decisions, and then reaching out. Meaning that when we see people that have a need, when we see people in the world, in the city, that they have a need, we want to share with them because of the love of Christ. We want to help people that are less fortunate and reach out to them. And we also want to help people know about the saving message of Jesus Christ, the saving message of the cross. And the great thing about service is that service goes across all three of those. Service is included in every one of our core values. And I believe that you're really missing out on something, that your life is not all it could be if you don't serve something, some way, in some capacity. Not because it's a need we have. We do have needs, but because it's much greater than that. It goes way beyond than any need that we have at LifePoint to help make things happen. It goes beyond that to an opportunity that you have to make a difference, an opportunity you have to live life to the full. Jesus said in John 10, verse 10, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. And part of that full life comes through service. You know, your attitude is reflected in your actions. You can talk all day long about something. But if you really want to know what your attitude is, look at your actions. If you really want to know what somebody's attitude is, you can evaluate that pretty quickly, not by their words only, but by their actions. Giving yourself away is the quickest way to experience joy in life. Ralph Waldo Emerson put it like this. It's one of the most beautiful compensations of this life that no man can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. So how is your attitude today when it comes to serving? Philippians 2, verses 4 and 5 say that our attitude should be just like Jesus' attitude, who humbled himself to that which he created, who became a servant of his own creation. It says, each, each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. What does it look like when someone really puts other people first? When you really put the interests of others before your own? What would your work situation look like if you really put the interests of others before your own? What would your marriage look like if you really put the interest of your spouse before your own? What would your family life look like if you really put the interest of your family before your own interests? What would a church look like 
if everybody in it put the interest of others ahead of their own. It's a biblical concept. In John 13, Jesus uses one item to teach a blockbuster lesson to his disciples that we can learn from. Jesus and his disciples were going to a dinner party, and they get there, and something big is missing. It wasn't the food. It wasn't the main course. What was missing was the person that normally washed the people's feet. And that may seem like an insignificant, menial task. But in that day, everybody wore sandals, the roads were dusty, and you walked from place to place, so guess what? Your feet got dirty. It was hot. You sweat. Not only were they dirty, they probably smelled bad. And then when people sat down to eat in the, in the first century, they kind of they laid down on their side. I mean, they, they literally just, can you see, they laid down, and this is how they ate. It's like this. So you had somebody all around you eating. So if you're sitting here and somebody else sitting like this, guess where their feet are? Right there. Right, right in your face. So could you imagine going to this big dinner party and somebody's big stinking foot is right in front of your face? So it was a big deal when they showed up and the, the servant that was supposed to wash feet wasn't there. So can you imagine these 12 disciples that Jesus called out of the world, called out of their professions, called even away from their families to come and follow him? These guys were supposed to be like the cream of the crop. These are the guys that's going to take the message of Christ to the entire world. And they're looking around like, what are we going to do? There's nobody here to wash feet. And I'm not going to lay down beside you and your stinking feet be in my face. So as they're sitting there looking at each other thinking, Who's going to wash feet? Who's, who's going to do this? All of a sudden, they hear, they hear water being poured into a basin. And they look, and it's Jesus pouring the water into a basin. And the room got as quiet as it is right now. That this teacher they've seen heal and lead and teach and preach and change people's lives is now on his knees with a bowl and with a towel, and he's taking their dirty, stinking feet and putting them in water, and he's washing them off. And he goes on to say, you don't understand what I'm doing right now, but later you will. One of them even said, you're not going to do that to me, Jesus. And in, in effect, Jesus said, you better let me serve you or you can't be part of me. The creator of everything we see, served those disciples that day by washing their feet, by doing something which maybe seem, seems insignificant, just washing somebody's feet. But Jesus understood the importance of serving other people, of living beyond yourself, maybe getting way outside your comfort zone. Is Jesus saying y'all need to wash each other's feet? Not necessarily. What he's saying is, when you recognize a need, when you see a need somewhere, you need to respond. However big, however small, no matter what it is, you need to respond. You need to invest yourself in something. And when you do that, Jesus said, you'll be blessed. In John 13, verse 17, he says, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. 
So what Jesus is saying is serving equals blessing. You want to be blessed? Then serve. You want to serve? You're going to be blessed. Now some of you, because I can see your faces, don't need to hear anything I'm saying. You can just check out, take a nap, you know, write a letter, I don't know. Because you do this. You understand and you've caught this and you realize what a difference it makes in your life to give yourself away to something greater. And today I'm talking about in the context of a local church. But if you're just visiting, if you're just passing through town, get involved somewhere, somehow, some way, serving other people. It'll truly change your life. You know, even the small things make a huge difference. How many of you know what this is? This is that little thing that's in your cup holder in your seat right now. And later when we take communion and you put your cup in there, uh, it won't fall through and get a stain on your pants. Because somebody came here early this morning and they walked by every seat and they dropped one of these in the cup holder. If you have a program in your hand, that means somebody came here and somebody stood at, planned to be here and they stood at the door and they handed out programs. And as the slides change on the screen, somebody back there at the computer is pushing the space bar so they change. And those might seem like, well, big deal, what's that? But all those little things come together to create an environment and an experience for every person that comes through the door. So this may not seem like much by itself, but it makes a difference. When you put this together with all the other little things that people give of themselves and get up early or stay up late and show up and stay at church for three and a half or four hours on Sunday morning to make sure there's an environment to create an experience for people that want to reach out to God. So the littlest task can have the biggest impact. Serving also is a great example. Today I saw Bill and Alice Bernhard walk through the door together. Married couple, Alice is on her staff, and they walked through the door together. That was the first time that he could remember they came to church together. And the reason is because since the first day LifePoint began, Bill would show up at 5 a.m., sometimes earlier, all by himself at first, and he would set up the stage. So when the rest of the crew came in at the Stuff went up quick. He would pull all the crates into the lobby. And it wasn't long until people started to see that example. And now there's a whole team of people that show up and make sure that happens every week. So service equals a blessing, no matter how insignificant it might seem. And service is also a great example to all those around us. This was an important concept for Jesus to teach his disciples. It was important because it was one of the last few things he was going to get to teach them. So he focused on what? He focused on service. He focused on something that, would, that they would remember for the rest of their lives. And, his, and, his, and as his time on earth drew closer and closer to an end, you would think that the things he left them with And the last few things he was going to teach him would be something he really didn't want them to miss. And this service thing was something he did not want them to miss. And what he's saying is, I don't want any one of you 12 to think you're too busy, 
too much, too good, too smart, too anything to get on your knees sometimes and get out the pitcher and get out the bowl and pour the water in it and wash somebody else's feet. And he left them with that message. I bet it would be hard to find a person who gives of themselves, who invests themselves, who invests in others, who tries to make a difference in the world through service. It'd be hard to find a person that does that and yet is unhappy. Because somehow happiness and service are tied together. Because, you know, we can get unhappy really fast when we look in the mirror and we start to think about all the things that are maybe going wrong in our life and the, the way that, that maybe our waistline is not like we want it to be and, you know, our hair is not as plentiful as we want it to be. And, and, and you know, we can get focused on ourselves and get unhappy really fast. But when you start to focus on other people, one day I was feeling sorry for myself. Everybody ever do that? Feel sorry for yourself? So if you don't, I've done it enough for both of us. I, I was feeling sorry for myself. All the things I had to do, all the things that were pressing on me. I was talking to a good friend, and uh, he picked up on, oh, Donnie's just having a pity party today. <laughs> you know, he's feeling so, feel bad for you, Donnie, but, you know, lighten up. He said, well, when you start feeling like that again, you need to go over to the Duke Hospital to all the kids that have cancer and sit with them for a while. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel so bad. It's just when we invest ourselves in other people, it takes the focus and the shift off of us and our problems and the stuff that's going on in our lives, and it puts it it puts the focus on something greater than us, on something outside of ourselves. And we invest ourselves in other people. And that is what life is all about. That is what Jesus is trying to get across to these people is invest yourself, serve people, make a difference. And there's a couple of things that I've heard people talk about and I've observed when people refuse to serve, when they don't, they, they don't serve for whatever reason, here's the two big ones. The first one is misplaced priorities, meaning time. I don't have the time to serve. I got this and I got that and my work and my, my home schedule and all the things I got to do. I just simply don't have any time to serve. Well, here's a news flash: You will never have any more time than you have right now. As far as I know, there's always been 24 hours in a day. There's always been seven days in a week and there's always been 365 days in a year. That's not going to change. I promise. That's going to stay the same. So there's never going to be more time created. And you can't save up time now to use in the future. You can save money. You can invest money. But time you can't do that with. Once time is gone, it's gone. If you invest in yourself now and just invest in yourself and your career and your profession and, and, and what you're doing for you and you don't invest in your family, when they're grown, when the kids are grown, when they're gone, that's time you can't get back and you can't make up for it. And Jesus is trying to say, get your priorities straight and invest yourself in things that matter, in things that make a difference. You know, there's a lot of smart people in this church. I've met a lot of you. 
And I've heard stories of how you're at the top of your field, you're at the top of your game, you're the, the best person in your department, the best person in your area, the greatest teacher, the greatest salesman, the, the greatest producer, and you have gotten, by your, by your abilities that God gave you, you've gotten to the top of your field, and that is awesome. That's great. That God's gifted you in a way that, that you're rewarded financially and, and you're rewarded with success, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I say just keep going. Keep being more successful. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, Jesus says the way to get to the top, the way to make it all the way to the top, the way to really make a difference is what he says in Mark chapter 9. After these 12 disciples were arguing with each other over who might be the greatest in the kingdom of God. Jesus listens to them argue about why they think they should be Jesus' right-hand man, why they think they should be the one sitting right there beside of him in his, in his kingdom. They think that he's going to set up. And, and Jesus finally gets tired of hearing it, and he says, If anyone wants to be first, he must first be the very last and the servant of all. You want to be the best dad you can be? Serve your kids. You want to be the very best husband you can be? Serve your wife. You want to be the very best wife you can be? Serve your husband. You want to be the very best employee you can be? Serve your boss. And Jesus says the way to the top is getting on the bottom. The way to the front of the line is to get in the back of the line. And don't announce it. When Jesus was getting ready to wash the disciples' feet, he didn't say, Hey, everybody, I want you to know I got the bowl, got the towel, got the water. I'm getting ready to wash your feet. He didn't walk out on the balcony of the house and say, Foot washing, getting ready to take place. Jesus Christ, creator of all mankind, is going to wash feet. Gather around. He didn't do like some of us guys do when we get home and our, our wives have vacuumed the floor and they've dusted and, and, and done all the other things that they do. And we go to the sink and we wash our cup and say, Honey... I washed my cup, and I'm, I'm putting it up in the cabinet. Just want you to know, you guys don't do that, do you? I do. I do. That's why I'm talking about it, because that just happened. Announcing your serving is not serving at all. So my wife started playing this little game with me. She started telling me when she was doing something. So, so I was like, all right, you win. Not going to announce my service anymore in the, around this house. I'll just do it. Serving takes prioritizing because it takes time. How many of you are sitting here today with all this extra time and you're thinking, finally, a sermon on serving because I had all this extra time and I know what I was going to do with it. Now he's given us an opportunity to serve. So now I know what I can do with all this extra time. I know everybody's busy. I know you're working hours and hours and hours of overtime. I understand that. But in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to give of your time and to serve in some specific areas. How are you going to fit that in? It's going to take prioritizing. It's just going to take prioritizing. Some things that we invest in, we don't need to be investing in. And when we choose to invest in service, even small amounts of time, even little things like putting this in a seat, it can have a tremendous return 
on your investment. Service is the investment that always pays big dividends, no matter how you look at it. No matter how you shake it, service makes a difference. Another reason that people don't serve is because of fear of the unknown. You think, well, if I check this piece of paper they're getting ready to hand out, am I like signing up for life, for my life? Do I have to put, you know, am I always going to be the lady that puts the things in the cup holders for the life of this church? Am I going to have to step outside my comfort zone and, and, and people are going to call me every week asking me to do something? Yes, that's what's going to happen. I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's a joke. Give it a try. Give service a try. What have you got to lose? Because Jesus guarantees a blessing if we serve. He guarantees that our lives will be blessed if we choose to serve. What have you got to lose? Psalm 34 verse 8 says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Any of you have children that are finicky eaters? That just, you know, our oldest daughter, she eats like three things. I don't know how she survives. I don't know how she's healthy. There's like three things and they got to be fried. I don't, I don't understand. And I, and, and she's made it to 10 years old somehow eating three things. Pizza's one of them. So, and all the time we're saying, honey, just try this. Just try it. Instead of Skittles, eat a grape. It's God's candy, you know. It's candy made by God. Just give it a try. And she's like, "Mm -mm, I'm not trying, you know. Skittles are better. And we're all the time saying, just taste and try it. And that is what I'm trying to communicate to you today. Just taste and see. Give it a try. Sign up and serve. Invest yourself. It really will make a difference. You really are missing out on something if you aren't serving. Not because it's a need we have. We do have needs and we do need help, but it goes way beyond that. It goes far beyond life point having a need for you to help. It goes beyond that to an opportunity you have to make a difference. An opportunity you have to be blessed Service and relationship with God are tied together. And I don't think you can have one without the other. You may not choose to serve at this church, and that's your decision. But serving somehow, somewhere, in some way, is directly directly tied to your relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God and you've not accepted Christ, and you haven't moved into the family of God, serve anyway. Because that will get you on a fast track to learning about people, to learning about what it means to be selfless, which is what Christ expects of us, and it'll get you on the fast track to beginning a relationship with God. A few years ago, I stood six stories above the earth and had this harness on me and I had this huge rubber band called a bungee strapped to my waist. There were a bunch of college students in the background chanting my name. Jump, jump, jump. I was scared. 
I didn't want to do it, but peer pressure, you know, and I jumped. I finally just, it was scary. I made it. I survived. You know, you, you can't just half bungee jump. You know, you got you to be committed. You know, when you step off that platform, you're into it. You know, there's no way you're getting out. And when it comes to service, we're just asking you to take the step. And in the words of the great 20th century philosopher, David Lee Roth, <laughs> just go ahead and jump, okay? Just jump. Make a difference. Why did only half the people get that? I don't understand. <laughs> Investing in something greater than yourself will always have a positive return. There's a lot of people here at LifePoint that have done that, and there's a lot that hasn't. You know, perhaps one of the greatest areas that, somebody, that people serve are in the areas of our children. And what a difference it makes to teach our children about what it means to have a relationship with Christ. And some of you in here teach our kids. This week, one of those kids, a little 10-year-old, decided to accept Christ. That's my, my, da- my oldest daughter. And it's because you ladies, and she quickly named them all off. Because I said, where'd you learn this? And she named all the ladies off that have helped lead her and guide her into a relationship with Christ. Your service makes a difference.